Hey guys, this is Matt with the Great Romance Podcast. Um, it's been a bit since we've been back, and that's on me. And I actually was just talking to our guest about this. We'll have to spend the first part of this interview just kind of catching up with what happened way back in 2017, we think. So first of all, my guest is Cello. Cello, dude, what's going on? Uh, not much. Well, yeah, I guess stuff stuff is happening. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, things are good. It's good to talk to you again. It's yeah, been dude. some time. Yeah. And so you're on the West Coast now. You're out in California. Yeah, that is correct. I'm from so, Pennsylvania, but okay. I'm on the West Coast now. So, so that is good because that can kind of lead us to how we met because uh, we were playing um, a youth weekend kind of, no, it was a week, a week long in New Jersey. And so uh, the great romance, we were out there and we were doing worship and stuff. So we met you and now you just bring clarity to this as much or as little as you want to. So when we met you, you were playing and singing but you guys would play and sing, and then you had a friend who would paint. And I can't remember if it was every time you came out, some of the times you came out. And so um, what was a little crazy just insider back then is we brought out most of the sound system, but but we didn't bring out like speakers and subs and all that stuff. So I think the event that we played, which was it? Oh, shoot. I think it was like tidal wave or something like that. I remember there being a tidal wave on the shirts. Anyway, so I think they had been used to whatever band came out, they would kind of run sound and do all those things. So my guitar player is also our sound guy. So in the beginning, it was like, hey, here's this other group that we didn't know, which was you guys. And then it was like, you know how when you just meet and you're trying to be accommodating, but like, we were like, man, are what are we doing? And so I don't think it was awkward or anything. I don't know how it was on your end, but it was really cool what you were doing. And like, I was digging the music. So like at that time, when you were doing that, what was like your goal of like where you wanted to go with music way back in 2017? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I guess to provide a little bit of my side of, of this the story and the Mm -hmm. event and everything. Um, I was singing and playing music for my friend's ministry. um, And it's called painting freedom. So it is, it's really centered around the painting um, as it just tells a story uh, typically surrounded uh, by the gospel or focused on the gospel. And my role in his ministry at that time was really just to, elevate his performance by providing something um sonically um he he would use tracks occasionally but um it the thought process was it would be a little more engaging with like a live musician so that's where i came in um and yeah also answering your question about like whether or not anything was awkward that's that's the side at that point I had no knowledge of sound or anything. So I literally just like <laughs> walked on and was like, Oh yeah, this is all, it all works out. <laughs> um, so I didn't have any context. So I'm just now finding out that we used your sound stuff. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It was like a week. Um, man, man, I have to like really dig back. It's been a while. 
which was uh, really cool for us because what we liked to do was since it was right by the boardwalk. So after we would like do worship and do things at night, we would always go grab a slice of pizza. <laughs> and so uh, it was cool. like, it was like worship in a slice. Uh, and Jersey yeah. pizza is, is pretty good. It, you know? Right. So anyway, so like, it was a very good week. It was just different. We hadn't done anything like that before. Um, and we were staying, you know, like in close hotels. And I mean, like one day we had plenty of time. We like did the scooter thing where we rented those and drove around. The beach was right yeah. there. Like it was an awesome week. We didn't get to like hang out a ton with you guys. Cause you were also working mm. and doing the ministry. So, so through doing that, where you're providing that extra element of, of, like you said, like a sonic thing of music and stuff at that time, were, were you like, did you have aspirations of like, I want to be a professional singer or I want to be in a Christian, you know, like where do you even remember what your direction was at that time? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think at that point it was like right before I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Like I knew I wanted to do music since around 16. Okay. Uh, so I was, I grew up singing around the house uh, since I was like five and my grandma and my mom were like, Oh, you sound good. I'm like, thanks. But I didn't really think much of it. And I started playing guitar when I was 15 and I just like really fell in love with it. It's like, Oh, um, I want to pick up more instruments. So right. like and that led me to other instruments like ukulele and piano and drums. And um, yeah, that's when I started to really want to do music. And I think it was around that time where I was like, I don't know what exactly I want to do, but I want to do something with this. Gotcha. And then a couple months right after I started this music software that I have, um, it's called Ableton. And that's mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want right. to produce music and, and make cool things. Um, Sweet. So it was like, that was like the breaking point, I would say. We we're very close to the cusp of realization. Gotcha. And so you just yeah. talked about Ableton. So mm-hmm. a lot of people who listen to this are musicians and stuff. Cool. So when you started learning Ableton, what was the process at the beginning? Because I, I, so I have a lot of guys who like run the tracks and stuff for me and they're just, way more um versed in ableton uh there's one guy in particular he's an ableton freak and i you know what i mean like my knowledge is very minimal so like when you started using it was it like oh man or was it like okay cool let's just play with this what was it like for you it was very overwhelming at first <laughs> um it because like when you look at it it's just like a bunch of gray boxes it's like right? it, people make music with this what right um and how i even got there was like it, its own story so uh, there's this one artist that i've been listening to for years now um his name's john bellion he made this uh album called the human condition and that's still like my first like album like my favorite album <laughs> of all time um and he has john bellion has this youtube series where there's a series of different songs and there's like a little mini documentary on how he makes it in the process of making things and one of his songs he's like you just see him in the creative element and you just like see his excitement for mm-hmm. creating yeah. and it was at that moment where i was like oh that's what i want to be when i grow up mm-hmm. um so that's what 
made me get Ableton. But how I even got Ableton was in that video, he had like a MIDI controller. It was a mm -hmm. like a beat pad. It's actually this one right here. It oh, just sweet. happens to be here. Um, so I saw him like hitting stuff, like playing it. And I immediately went on Amazon, got that. And I, was like, <laughs> I want to make the sounds that he has. Um, but I found out like when it came, I was super excited to just like be John Bellion and hit, hit buttons. But this doesn't produce sound. This is just a <laughs> controller for right. sounds that you put in. And that's what like opened the whole world. It's like, oh, wow. I don't know what any of this is. Um, so that's when... I went on a YouTube grind, um, yeah. just hours of hours of YouTube and playing around. And uh, there's one one thing in particular that really stuck with me. I was like watching some live stream of someone producing or something. And I typed in chat, like, how do you, how do you get better quickly? Like, what <laughs> what's the trick? Right, right. And what he said is. I say this to a lot of people and most people don't like this answer, but it's the true answer of like, you just have to try stuff and keep going. Yep. And I was like, man, like, right. <laughs> well, how about like an easy one, um, <laughs> an easy way, but no, he's absolutely right. And I felt that. So I just kept chugging, you know, chugging away at it. And now I'm finally at a point where I've, I've produced stuff that I'm happy with and happy right. to share with people where I've released original music this year and last year. And now I'm in a space where I'm, I'm starting to produce for other people. Um, so yeah. it's been, it's been fun seeing that progression. So, so two things, one, what you just said, and I agree with you, you tell people a lot of music is just trying things mm -hmm. and also failing. And I know a lot of people don't love I don't love that, but it, but it is what you said. And so like, if you have that demeanor where like you can keep going, you can get to these like awesome places, but it's that, I mean, it's like instrumentation. Like you said, I wanted to play more instruments. So what did you do? You started picking up instruments and learning how to play. I was talking to somebody who they're like, I really want to play guitar, but every time I start, my fingers hurt <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, right. So you got to fight through the finger pain and eventually you'll get to this point. And I think that's just hard for some people, especially like in the culture we live in where everything's like self-gratification, like it happens sure. so fast, you know, yeah. like doing what you said. So then the other thing you just said about now producing music for other people. So um, in like your perfect world as an artist, which we'll talk about that too, because you also talked about ukulele and I want to talk about one of your songs. Um, yeah. So uh like in that in that realm of producing like did that just start to become a thing because you were playing with stuff you're like well i don't just want to make for me i'd like to make for other people and like you're pursuing that as well now like how did that producer hat start to happen with you just just through playing with ableton stuff or, or where you know what i mean yeah yeah um it's a good question and uh, I don't think it was entirely a goal of mine to like, I want to be in a place where I can produce for other people. Mm -hmm. What my mindset has been and my mindset for moving to California. Um, and I moved to California in January of this year. Okay. Um, it was to, to grow as an artist. 
um, to make to be better because what I find is because LA has such a huge hub of creatives um, and not just creatives like incredibly talented creatives right. I want to find a way to get integrated into that community because my whole musical journey has been self-taught and I'm grateful for the progress I've made Mm -hmm. But I know I'm going to grow so much faster with other people, especially if they know more than me. Um, so as a result of doing that, um, I had one show that I played live in L.A. It was like a quick 15 minute set, but it was still like really big. It felt really big for me. And it mm -hmm. was like the same night that my EP dropped that I made. And someone messaged me a couple weeks after and said like, hey, I was at your show and I'm also an artist. I also performed there, like we should work. And Wait. I was like, okay, we got coffee. Um, and she said like, she really likes my sound and like wants me to work on her stuff. I was like, okay, I'll wow, be yeah. totally, yeah, I'll be candid. I've never worked with anyone to this capacity before but I'm certainly down to try. Um, and yeah, now, now we've been working uh, which cool. is cool yeah, yeah. It, well, it's even... also like really gratifying um just to know that people trust my artistry to pour into their artistry i guess yeah well and do you find like even in that situation and other situations like you know we we all have abilities and everybody's kind of got different things that that when you start to collab with somebody they bring something that maybe you just didn't even think about and and you said something that also i think it's why i like your your attitude and your vibe of saying and then if i work with somebody who knows something i don't know i can learn and i can get better and again back to like the culture of the day is a lot of people don't have that mindset <laughs> and it's just like well i know all the things and it's like well you know especially in music i think if you get to a point where you're like i have nothing left to learn watch out Cause you're probably in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, do you find yeah. that like just working with other people, it just brings the best out of you, you know? Ooh, that's a really good question. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't think I have enough experience working with other people yet. Um, okay. And because that's so new for me, I get kind of like on this high of like, wow, I'm working with other musicians and we're making <laughs> stuff like uh, I just met a couple new friends like a month ago and they're also in the music space and we just had our first session um, together and they trusted me to be the main producer on it. So again, like, I'm like, wow. whoa, like I didn't expect this. Oh, one thing I didn't mention is like, I feel like I have imposter syndrome as a producer where it's like, yeah, I've produced music and I made stuff that I'm happy with. But can I call myself a producer? Mm. Like, at what point can I be like, yeah, I'm a producer. Um, gotcha. But people are like, yeah, you're a producer. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, sounds cool. good. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and that that went really well. It was very exciting um, being in a studio space for the first time because also most of my studio time is this room, like my room. Right. Um, so to be in an actual space that's like legit. And yeah. for me to be the producer is like, oh, whoa, what the heck? Right. That's exciting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think there's something 
special that comes out through collaboration mm -hmm. because you can immediately build off of each other's ideas. So although I don't have a ton of experience, um, if you work with people you're close with, you're probably going to have a lot better work than just yeah. by yourself. Yeah. I well, And I know like when I first like started pursuing like the Christian world of, of CCM sure. kind of music. Yeah. Um, the first time we ever played, I've told this story before, but we played one showcase in our life and a guy was there particularly to watch us to see if he wanted to work with us. Mm -hmm. And so afterwards he took us to lunch and he goes, um, all right, so let's talk about what y'all just did. And he goes, how truthful do you want me to be? And I was like, well, at this point, you know, whatever, man, just shoot from the hip. And he goes, so your songs suck. Oh, and I was man. like, I just sat there for a second. And I was like, I hope there's a but. <laughs> and he yeah. goes, do you know what I mean? He goes, he goes, but he goes, you're a really good singer. He said, you guys play mm -hmm. your instruments well and you have a cool vibe. And he goes, we can write better songs. So let's mm. work together. So even that yeah. of being able to receive, now I don't, maybe he didn't need to say they suck, <laughs> right. but, but just like being able to say, Hey man, here's the area you need to work in. And I, and just yeah. hand to God, I became a better songwriter because I started working cool. with him and started working yeah. with other people. And so I think like having that, just that mindset of going, I can always learn from somebody because mm -hmm. I think when you get to that point of like, well, what do these jokers have to teach me? I mean, even the fact that you're like, can I call myself a producer? Coming from a spirit of humility, I just think always wins out, man. Instead of having sure. that, you know what I mean? That area, which I'll say this, I know you're a spiritual dude as well. Like, is that just your faith has taught you to do that? And your relationship with God has been like, hey, man, be humble, you know, and all things you do. Like, is that where that comes from for you? 100%. Yeah. So I don't know. One thing I feel like my faith has really been refined um, in the past couple of years. And one thing that I am constantly reminded of is like, the Lord is truly at hand in everything in the big and in the small. Mm -hmm. And I think for myself is there are so many people in my life that have said like, oh, you have a gift. You have a gift in this creative space or that creative space. And I'm very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm now at a point where I can say that, like I, I feel comfortable saying I have a gift, but that gift could very easily be removed by God at any point. Um, mm -hmm. So as a result, I have to remind myself that and say like, Lord, this is yours. Like, this isn't even mine. You're, right. you're using me as a vessel and I'm grateful for that. And I'm excited to be a part of it. But the second I develop a mentality of this is my own doing, mm -hmm. um, you're, you're in tricky water. Yeah. And I see that a lot in scripture, um, in different ways. And there's even like this idea of once you think, you know, everything you don't like, that's a, that's a proverb. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, right. literally take that proverb, apply it to everything in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So 100%. And I, I think I just, I do, I try to do my best to ensure that that continues to be my mindset because yeah. it's, especially in the creative space, especially in LA area, it's so easy to become self-focused rather than focused on the Lord.
You know what? And let me ask you about that. Um, yeah. So being in LA, being a Christ follower. Um, so the pastor of my church, uh, his son is an actor who lives in LA um, and mm. he's on general hospital. And so, oh, wow. uh, which by the way, I do need to like, off, I need to connect y'all because he goes to church out there and cool. is very much, you know, I'm in the industry, but my faith is my everything. Is it, is it difficult to live out there and stand firm to like, I am a Christian and, or what does that even look like? You know what I mean? Like being a Christian and being in LA, what does that look like for you? Sure. Yeah. I think the Lord has blessed me with an incredible experience. Um, And I also think that there is a very particular there's a very large assumption of the state of California. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people that are not in California that are Christian that think of California, they view the whole state as like uh, Sodom and Gomorrah or something, yes. <laughs> or it's like, Oh, just yes. the lake of fire. Yes. Um, yes. But, for sure, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But that's actually not the case, um, which is, yeah, it's really just LA. That's like, mm-hmm the the worst part of it i guess or the most godless you could say Mm. but even within la there are communities which i've been blessed to be a part of that it's so clear that people love jesus um and they don't just like love him but they fear him and have a relationship with him um and i think that's what's cool about Mm -hmm. la is there is no like the lukewarm Christians are just like, they're not there at that point. It's either like you're there or you're not there. Um, So the people that have a relationship with the Lord are so much more vibrant um, and so much more intentional. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've taken my approach to just live by bringing every decision to God and saying like, Lord, like, this is what I'm about to do. Like, close the door, open the door. Like, you right. do your thing. And he's just opened a bunch of doors to me to find a community of creatives that mm-hmm. are also following the Lord, um, which is really cool. That's awesome, dude. Like, seriously. Yeah. Well, and so I know we said it's been a, like a while since we had talked last, but I will say, like, as I'm talking to you, one thing I'm reminded of um, is is I do remember you having the same mindset that you have now of I could mm-hmm. tell that your faith was a lot to you and people might be like, how could you tell you tell you can tell man mm-hmm. like people have a vibe if they're pursuing Christ I'm not, we're not talking about living a perfect life I'm talking about just pursuing mm-hmm. God and I just remember in just a couple conversations we even had I was mm-hmm. like hey this kid really seems to love Jesus and, you know, like, it's cool to see you, you've walked through some other situations in life, which let's, we'll talk about that one next. Um, but like, that hasn't changed, dude. So like, I encourage mm. you in that. That's, to me, that's really awesome to be like, no, man, God is still the center of my life, no matter what, no matter even being on the voice. And I remember like, cause I had followed you on, we'd followed each other on social media stuff. And then I saw you start posting on stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, what? what's happening (laughs) so then i was kind of following your story and stuff so one where did you audition at uh because you weren't out in la yet right so where did you audition 
And what the heck was that process like, dude? Just that whirlwind of a ride. Talk about that, man. Yeah, yeah. So I was on season 22 of The Voice, um, which was such an incredible opportunity. It was such an incredible blessing to be a part of. Um, And also, before I even answer that, like, I really, really appreciate what you said. Um, It's really encouraging to hear that even 17-year-old me, uh, you saw something like that. Yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, that that Good. really means a lot to me. Good, but um, yeah, yeah. The voice. I auditioned online. Okay, it was just like a fill out, uh, film yourself singing for like ninety seconds, and it's like okay, I can do that. <laughs> but there's a lot, there's a lot more to that though, um, because I started auditioning for the voice back in around when we met, twenty seventeen. Okay. And, before covid there were in-person auditions like and there's pre 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 auditions right it's like months of of process but how auditions would work in person is they would travel to various major cities and have this like convention center rented out and thousands and thousands of people would line up to audition in front of like a producer of the show or whatever um and then they would you'd move forward and blah, blah, blah. So one day would be entirely spent on the very first process. And I made it past the first round of the pre pre or no, I didn't. I made it past half of the first round of the pre audition. Okay. Um, Cause I sang one song. They're like, Oh, nice. Can you sing another one? And my heart dropped because for several like weeks, I was just practicing one song. So I was like, oh, uh, no, there's no other songs. I don't know. So (laughs) I I randomly thought of another song and I just like fumbled it. But yeah, another song. I'm sorry. Another audition the following year was in Boston. And at that point, I'm 18. So I took a bus to boston from philly because i'm from like philly area um and that was its own adventure and i was there for like a week made it a little farther and then got sent home uh and at that point i was like this is like a lot of work for (laughs) (laughs) it's like so much travel and so much this and that um and that so i was like i don't know about this so i i stopped for a couple years and then when covid hit i saw they were doing online auditions i was like oh okay that's a lot easier right right so i auditioned a couple more times and each time i auditioned it was a little more progress and then this last time that i auditioned i think this was also a major um factor as well this was the first time where i auditioned and i was like lord like this is truly up to you like your will be done Cause every other season that I auditioned, I was like, Lord, I pray I make it to the next round. And I pray that I, <laughs> I do what I want. And it's like, yeah, at this point, I'm like so grateful. He didn't answer that prayer. Um, so yeah. Because that's funny, if, dude. Sorry. That's just yeah. that perspective. And here's the deal. You're being real. Everybody's been there too. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. even the way we pray and the intentionality behind how we pray Instead of like, I can tell you, I pray God's will and everything. 
sometimes I really mean that. And then sometimes I'm like, but if your will was that I get to the finals and can be on. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Totally of course. Man. Yeah. And I, I think like it's a, a balance of being candid with our desires, but also being in a state of surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what happened because I was like, like, Lord, like truly, I'm, I'm truly giving it to you this time. And like, if you, if you don't want me to do this, I won't do it. But if you do like, let's make, right. make stuff happen. And right. I think, I feel like that's when God was like, okay, you're ready. You can do it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause I just kept getting more and more progress. I was like, Oh, another audition. Another, no, 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 no. And then I got flown to LA, um, which was like super cool. Um, and they took very good care of me. Um, they like paid for everything. Um, and yeah. And I think that was the moment when I, when this television show like flew me out to California to be a part of their thing. That's when I got the affirmation of like, okay, now I want to move to California and just like see what else I can be a part of. Right. Um, I was going to ask if, if that was part of the thing, like getting out there and getting on that and getting a taste of like that environment and the city and being like, man, it, it's a lot of my musician friends come from Nashville and, and it's, you know, it's, there's something about this, the city and the environment and being around kind of like what you said about NLA, there's all these creative people and in Nashville, there's all these creative people. And sometimes like, and I don't know if this was this way for you, like when you were back home and stuff, it was kind of harder to find as many of those. And so if you were to say, I have a desire to, do music full time and you're in that environment where there aren't a lot of those people you would get a lot of um that's cute you know what i mean like oh Mm. oh sure and i'm not saying there weren't some supportive people but when you're around a bunch of people that are all we're all creatives and that's what we're all doing so why not it's just like a more positive experience of like oh yeah you're gonna go play a show here and blah 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 oh you just produced so and so down the street yeah and it's just like I, was that some of it of being like, I can be around a lot of like-minded people who are encouraging the creative process. Uh, and these are my people kind of thing. Mm. I think I'm very fortunate to have been in a space back home where I never really got discouraged. Wow. Um, yeah. Everyone around me was encouraging um which is really cool and it seems like it's a rarity as well yes Um, because i hear so many stories of like oh good luck with that oh this and that yeah literally like everyone that i've shown any sense of musicality to Mm -hmm. they're like yeah you should do this um my family my friends people that i've just met like back home they're like yeah you should do this um so I'm very fortunate and blessed to have that. However, I moved here to grow. And the thing is like, I had the, I had the encouragement and the affirmation, but I didn't have the other people that were pursuing the same things I was pursuing. So it's like, I can only grow so much. Like I can, I can keep making beats in my room and I can keep writing. And like, I've done that. But like I said earlier, like, I moved out here to work with other people and all the other people are here or in Nashville or whatever. So right. that's, right. that's what really drove me. 
I got you. So when you're when you're on the voice and you're doing your thing, like internally, what thoughts and stuff was going on in your head? Like, yeah, man, I can win this whole thing. Um, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I don't know how that night went. You know what I mean? Like, what was like the roller coaster going on inside of you? Because it it you're competing. You know, I mean, it's a mm. competition. Yeah, there was a huge roller coaster of emotion for sure. Um, I think. I think uh, so. I made it to three rounds. Um, there's the initial blind audition where everyone like has the chair. <laughs> Whoa. Right. Um, so that's what everyone knows. Um, and that's right. what I knew. But when I found out I was going on the show, like, and it was confirmed, I was like, what happens after that? So I actually like, yeah. had to rewatch the previous season just to understand the format <laughs> of the show. Cause I didn't entirely know what I was auditioning for. Right. Um, and so who the were second... the judges on season two? So I, I know you were team Camilla, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's who you went with, right? Uh, yeah. Who else was on there on season 22? The, like the other options. Yeah. So uh, the, the coaches for my season were Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani. He was still there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Camila Cabello, who was my team, and uh, John Legend. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. It was cool. And uh, like, I bro, was that intimidating at all? Like singing in front of those people, or were you just like, oh man, this is what I do? No, I wasn't particularly intimidated. I th I think especially. <clears throat> especially for the blind audition, I was mm -hmm. in just a state of awe and like, <laughs> God, why are you blessing me like this? Right. What did I do to deserve this? Um, and throughout my entire blind audition process, it was just like a heart posture of thankfulness and mm -hmm. gratefulness. And I made it past the blinds and I was so like, what the heck i can't believe this happened <laughs> and the two people that i wanted to like pick between was john legend and camila cabello and they're the two that people next. that turned sweet so i'm like what the heck yeah. um so it was overwhelming and it was amazing and it was a unique opportunity for me to rejoice in the lord um which which is fun yeah. but where the journey kind of like changes, at least in my heart is now there's the battle round, which is the teams are established. Um, I'm on team Camila. I, I will now do a, a battle with another player from team Camila. We'll do it. And whoever Camila chooses, will move forward. Gotcha. Um, and then there's the knockout round, which is the third round um, where people are pinned against each other and they all sing an individual song for themselves mm -hmm. rather than a duet battle round my my heart changed a little bit it became a little more self-reliant um yeah. and i think i was still saying lord thank you but there was something happening inside that was like i can do this um mm -hmm. when i can't <laughs> i can't <laughs> um because it's not me right um so my battle experience was i won but it was incredibly stressful. Um, I was not in the state of thankfulness that I was in during um, my blind audition. Yeah. And over the course of the third round, my knockout, 
right at the end of my battle, second round, I lost mm -hmm. my voice completely. Um, for and this is like the first time ever I lost my voice um, to oh. this extent, and I'm oh. like, my voice is like never done this. So of all times to experience a state where I can't sing, right. this is the worst time ever. But I also, I feel like that was there for a reason. And I mm. think the Lord kind of reminded me of like, hey, <laughs> I can Hello. take this away. <laughs> like, <laughs> how are we doing? Right. Um, and that really, that really sucked um, to yeah. experience because I walked like on my third performance I walked on the stage defeated. Like I mentally was preparing, like yeah. I'm going home because the, the range that I have was like, so this is like my vocal range. Like now okay. when I was sick, it was like here where it's oh, like, damn. I can only sing this low and like, it's yeah. So I don't know. That was a, an unfortunate experience. And also the, the thing about it is, yeah, it's a competition show, mm -hmm. but only like 12 minutes of your multiple months being there are actually a competition because everything else is like you're hanging out with artists, you're getting to know mm. people, you're getting to like build these really unique, amazing relationships. Um, and you're you're just like you're friends with everyone. Right. Um so you kind of forget that it's a competition until the day of filming, until show. Yeah. Um, but I think the Lord really used that and really humbled me um, yeah. through that experience. So despite its difficulties, I'm grateful for it. Yeah, dude. I mean, but seriously, what a roller coaster of just yeah. like all of it. Um, wow. I'm just sorry. I'm just like taking that in too. And I do oh, think, yeah. you know, what you see on TV, like you said, we see a section we don't mm -hmm. see what's going on behind the scenes. We don't see how you're getting to know people and build friendships and stuff. Oh, by the way, I'm trying to win this thing against <laughs> you. And we were right. just hanging out and eating food. So I think I think yeah. even that, you know. So um, you have been working on new music. You have been putting out singles and an EP. Yeah, so um, I think that's what's also perfect about the timing in which God allowed me on the voice is because I was most prepared as an artist um, mm -hmm. to utilize it, utilize the platform I've been given. Because I think there's this misconception, or at least that I had, of once I make it to insert reality singing television show, everything's going to work out and record labels are going to come knock at my door and just give me everything. No, <laughs> um, not at all. Uh, which is fine. Um, yeah. What it is, is a space to have a platform to show your artistry. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was able to do because for that year, I was working on music and I was finally making stuff that I was happy with. So shortly after my journey with The Voice ended, um, I released my first single ever um, back in December of last year. And I dropped a couple more singles after that, like the months after. And then I dropped my first EP in May of this year mm -hmm. called Simply Blind, seven songs. Um, and now I'm kind of back on a grind of like, okay, got to make more stuff. And I'm, I'm working with other artists now. I'm working on their stuff. So it's been interesting balancing all of that. But yeah, I think I think my time on the show was exactly what it needed to be. 
That's cool, dude. I, well, and as you talk about stuff, so like I like the song restarted. Uh, mm. Is that you playing the ukulele at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, thank you for listening as well. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and and like once like we're going to tell people the stuff that's out, obviously they can go listen to it on Spotify and anywhere you can download stuff and stream stuff. And we'll put links and everything uh, when we drop this. But so on just like that song and all the stuff you're working on, are you playing the majority of things? Are you, do you have friends who are playing stuff? Are you like, what's your process when you're working on music? Yeah. Um, pretty much everything is me. Okay. Um, so throughout the EP, there are two other musicians. Um, my friend Gennaro, who's an incredible trumpet player. Um, right. He played the trumpet and that was really my first time working with another musician was we were in my room, we were recording a bunch of trumpet and it was just so much fun. Um, and then when he left, I just spent the next couple of hours taking all of his trumpet tracks and like formatting them the way they're supposed to be. And then his brother, who's I guess also my friend his name's Joel um incredible bass player um he right. played bass for the last the last song on my EP but everything okay. else um is me sweet yeah. man so you play a little bit of everything I play a little bit of everything yeah that's cool dude yeah, yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to think I know there's a ton of art like it's always impressive to me when like you know Prince used to play like everything on his album and stuff and be like all this and like i i'm a i can play guitar i'm a rhythm guitar player and that's about the extent of my little sure. piano and that's about it so yeah um so let's say uh you're working on new stuff now and then is the goal to like gig out more and play more shows uh is it to just create more content is it a little bit of everything like where do you see you as the artist going in the foreseeable future Mm, good question. Yeah, I think my desires are to eventually be a full-time artist in which I'm getting to work with other people. Primarily, I want to work with other producers um, because, like, again, with this Im imposter syndrome hat, I like <laughs> I want to learn, like, right. what are they doing? Like, you're an incredible producer. What did you just do? And how right. can I do it? Um, so... Yeah, but I think gigging isn't like, it's not at the top of my list of desires, but it's okay. encompassed in it and I enjoy gigging. Mm -hmm. um, but I think right now my my goal is I want to be a really freaking good producer gotcha. um, and I want to, I want to just make a bunch of cool stuff. Um, yeah, so that's where Which I'm Which is right awesome, now. dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's... Uh... I think that's admirable. So where are places people can find you, follow you, listen to your music? Where would you tell people to go? Yeah. Yeah. So my Instagram is life of cello, C-H-E-L-L-O. My artist name is cello, C-H-E-L-L-O. And um, if you go on Spotify or Apple music and type cello simply blind, You'll find my EP of all the songs I made um, and that I poured a lot of myself into. Uh, so if you listen to it, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Simply Blind on all streaming platforms. Um, yeah. Sweet. And I just encourage like people listening, like, check this guy out, man. Like, um, it's refreshing to see somebody who, like you said, I mean, you were a teenager when we met. Um, 
and to it's so easy to just get jaded you know by industry things and and you have a dream and then all of a sudden stuff starts happening and so like for me just this conversation has been really refreshing to know that like you know your faith you stood on it i believe god is still at the center of your life and even just that is admirable so like as christians and and a body of believers like we're supposed to support each other in that so check out cello download music stream music tell your friends about it uh and when we're off of this i've got some people out there that i want to try to connect you with just so you can collab because i know i i know that's your joy too a little bit is learning things from other people so dude thank you for your time uh thank you for um just sharing your heart and uh can't wait to see what's next from you man yeah thank you so much for for having me and inviting me uh it's been cool to talk about it and talk talk with you for sure sweet dude i appreciate it all right i'm matt this is cello this is the great romance podcast